Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From the Red Shoe Institute, this is Touch Base Tuesdays, sharing life-changing stories and advice to help military families with all phases of deployment. And now, here's your host, founder of the Red Shoe Institute, Dr. Margarita Gurry. Well, welcome everyone to the online version of Touch Base Tuesdays online radio. This is Dr. Margarita Gurry, your host, and we would love for you to follow us. I think we um, have a great guest with us today, Marlene Ware, who is a bona fide credit counselor, uh, and she's going to help us figure out how to cover our assets, especially for those dealing with military money. Um, she's going to help us make some wise choices. To tune in and touch base today, please call into the show at 929-477-3765, or you can catch us online via chat at Touch Base Tuesdays Online Radio, and it's with blogtalkradio.com. Marlene is here with us. Hi, Marlene. Hello. How are you this morning? <laughs> I'm splendid. How about yourself? Not too bad, although we're coming in off of a long weekend. You know? <laughs> That's sad for you, is it? What did you do on the weekend that was so much fun? Uh, well, I, I actually played with my grandkids. I know that sounds a little bit lame. Uh, but no, we it doesn't. We, we looked for seashells. We went swimming. Um, I live on a golf course. We threw a lot of golf balls. Um, so I, I had a lovely three days. Oh, wonderful. Well, welcome back, and I'm... I'm glad that you're gracing us with your your presence, especially on the first morning back. Um, Happy to be here. So one of the things, you and I met, the very first time I met you was at a Yellow Ribbon event about three, three and a half years ago, and you were consoling a family that made a huge mistake with, I think it was um, a stu student loan, wasn't it? Is that I how think we it met? Actually... And afterwards I told you I was a good eavesdropper and was very impressed with how you handled them. I, I think they had a parent plus loan um, yes, that they didn't yes, understand. They did. Right, they they didn't understand the ramifications and the the time frame of student uh, parent plus loans, and they were getting close to retirement, and they still had this parent plus loan hanging over them. Yeah, it's there's a lot of bad stuff happens to people because we don't know the rules. So today we thought that we'd invite Marlene to help all military families everywhere and anyone who supports the military in any possible way to tune in and touch base with her. She's going to share some of her wisdom. And um, the easiest way to reach her is directly on her cell phone, 727-239-3690, but not during the show. During the show, you can tune in and touch base with us. Uh, at 929-477-3765. So, Marlene, uh, we've been talking about why is money so important. Why, how did you decide to get into helping people manage their money better? How would that happen? Well, I, I could tell you because I made lots of mistakes, and when <laughs> I happened into this arena, um, I started learning things. 
Um, and that, that partially is true. I, I moved to Florida. I retired from teaching and moved down here and uh, took a job as an educator with with this company, and I, I began to learn about financial education. It's To me, it's so interesting because everybody's situation is different, and the the more people I work with, the more research I do, the more I understand. And a lot of times when I get up on a yellow ribbon event, and you've probably heard me say this, Margarita, I yes. know stuff. I know stuff. And the and stuff I know, yeah, I, I want to share what I know with people. Because I don't just know stuff that is written in books. I, I work with people with a lot of different issues, and, and we, we figure out how to handle them. And the more they learn, the more I learn. It's a, a great relationship I have with all of, all of the folks that I work with. They teach me a lot. And you've been there and done that. You've been a, a military kid. I think your dad was in the Navy, right? He was in the Navy, and I lived at uh, Sandia Air Force Base for many years. There you go. Uh-huh. And then you now are a military mom, are you not? Yes. My daughter is, uh, my daughter and son-in-law are with the 931st uh, Air Refueling Wing out of Wichita. And, uh, yeah. Congratulations yeah. to, to you on that. So what advice do you give to your daughter and other military families uh, in terms of not making some of the typical mistakes? Um, so first off, let me ask, if we're going to address the question of mistakes, what are the typical mistakes military families make in terms of dealing with their money? Not budgeting. Simple. <laughs> Just not and, budgeting. And how does that affect them? Well, what I see, and I'm seeing this more and more, um, there's a lack of communication with uh, with husbands and wives, especially military families if there's a lot of deploying going on. We have a little bit of a um, situation where everybody's fighting for uh, being the decision maker. And so, so maybe my daughter deploys and her husband's in charge of the money and all, making all those decisions. She comes back and she wants to roll back into her role as the one who <laughs> takes care of that. So, but this this happens not just in military families, but civilian families too, where there's a lack of communication and one hand doesn't know what the other one is doing. And let's add to that a debit card and maybe two debit cards that are, are drawing from the same bank account. And it's a, it's a setup for, for real problems. Um, budgeting has to be intentional. Um, so I think that's what exactly is a budget? When I what think about budget? budget, I think about some miser giving someone a small little allowance and they have to somehow eke out some joy and fun with it. For you, what's a budget? Um, knowing how much money is coming in and knowing where it has to go. And it has to go is the primary basis of a budget. You, you have places that your money has to go. If, if you are working on security clearance, keeping a security clearance, you, you have things that have to be paid on time. You can't risk it. So your money is coming in and it has a certain place it has to go every month. Now that you've done that, now we have money left over, then the rest of the money goes into the next part of your budget, and that's the money that you would like to spend or you want to spend or you plan to spend. Um, so there's two layers of a budget. It's the money, always the money coming in, but where is the money going? And first out of the gate has to be the money that you must spend. 
and it has and to be. And where's the room for fun? Because I see these um, families everywhere, especially the young ones as a deployment. They're excited about the extra military pay, or they may um, be feeling frustrated and they they see an opportunity to do something extra fun. Uh, where's there room for fun in a budget? There, there is room for fun, and I, I struggle with this all the time. Um, getting a big chunk of change is such a wonderful treat after deployment, such a wonderful treat. But sometimes that big chunk of change has to be used for a purpose, not for a jacked-up F-150, which every, every time <laughs> I'm seeing a chromed-out, jacked-up F-150, I think deployment. That's not necessarily true. My daughter has a beautiful living room set um, that was, you know, because of a deployment. So, so I understand it, and I do understand wanting to spend money that you get in. Earned income tax credit every year for folks that are receiving the earned income tax credit. That's a big chunk of change. And although I want people to spend that to pay down debt or to put into an emergency savings account, human nature says, I just want to take the kids to Disney for a long weekend. So how do so, they plan? How do they plan for the fun? What do you suggest in terms of that "quote unquote" extra money? The way I would do it, I would yes. set up two budgets. I would set up a budget that we that works when we are not deployed. This is this is what everything looks like when we're not deployed, and then I would have a secondary budget that has a certain look when we are deployed if our income changes. Okay, if I need some of that big chunk of change to make up for the shortfall of my deployment budget, then I set that aside right out of the gate. And then I would take a percentage of it, whatever my spouse and I agree on, I would take a percentage of that and put that into an emergency savings account. Maybe it's only 10%. Put it into an emergency savings account. I'm also a big believer in a savings account for vacations. So maybe take another little bit of it and put it into a savings account for a future vacation. So the money doesn't have to be spent right now, but earmark it. Earmark parts of that money for things that you can do in the future. And future doesn't mean 10 years. Future could mean three months. But make it a plan. Don't just let that money go into your account and waste it. Make a plan for that money. Years ago, I think it was easier because we all used an envelope system. So you get a paycheck, you pay the bills, and you put a certain amount of money in different envelopes. The fun for uh, those of us who celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah, uh, those who travel once a year to Israel, those who uh, like to have a bigger boat every year, whatever. Um, how do you suggest uh, families can really honor their fun and their great goals that are for fun, big-ticket items. How can they do that now that the envelope system doesn't necessarily work anymore? Uh, communication. So this, is, this is what I have done with families before, and it is so much fun, and it does start a few arguments that can be solved. <laughs> um, All right. I would sit with a family, and I would give the husband a list and the wife a list and the kids a list to fill out. Three things that you would like to spend some money on, okay? Now, they can be individual things you'd like to spend the money on or family things that you would like to spend the money on. So everybody sits with their list and they think about what they would like to spend their money on. 
and, and I'm talking again deployment money, the big chunk of change. Where would you like that money to go? Then come back together again and see if any of the lists look similar to each other. But what it does is it starts a dialogue. Well, Dad, you want to go fishing for two weeks, but you know what? We hate fishing. So really, is that what we're going to do with the extra money that we have? We're going to go fishing for you know two weeks? And, and Mom may see the need for a new car. Okay, but... Maybe Dad thinks we're doing okay with a 1997, you know, station wagon. Um, so, but it but it starts a dialogue, and dialogue about money is big. Traditionally, in this wonderful country that we live in, we don't talk about money. Not only do we not talk about it with each other, but we don't talk about it with anybody. Money is a big old secret. But within a family, I, I think open dialogue, expectations, is a great place to start. Don't keep it secret. So we've got the fund set up. What keeps most people from being able to do that? Because I've seen you set up budgets with people, and I've seen you talk about motorcycles and big trips. Um, you followed up with these people. People call you all the time. They just love you. Um, hell, I've called you uh, when I had trouble with somebody used my credit to buy a house. Uh, you were helpful to me. And so one of the things that I'm wondering is, what do you tell people to do, do when they're when they're having a hard time following up? Um, you know why Weight Watchers works? You know Weight Watchers. No, why? <laughs> Weight Watchers because works. they have chocolate that's a few calories. What, what's the answer? <laughs> no. Although that's lovely. <laughs> yes, they do have chocolate. No, the reason Weight Watchers works so well is because there's accountability. Um, if if I know next Tuesday I have to go get on a scale in front of other people, I'm going to be really careful this week. And and I think accountability makes a really big difference. If if there is money being spent and nobody knows about it, if if you've got your very own bank account and it nobody in the family knows about it and you're spending your money, there's no no accountability. I, I just believe in a family, accountability is big. Now, let's say you're just a single person and you can do whatever you want with your money. There still has to be a certain amount of accountability. We all have a lot of years ahead of us, and you may work until you're 65 or 70, but you may live to be 90. What do you think is going to happen in, in those 20 years if you have not been a little bit accountable now with the money that you can save? And and I think it's that accountability. And the closer I get to the, the years that I want to retire, the more cognizant I am of, oh, my gosh, I wish I hadn't spent all that money years ago. I wish that I still had that money because I would be able to retire. Um, and just... Trust me when I say this, everybody. The older you get, the more sense it's going to make. When you're young and you feel like you're going to live forever and the money will never run out, you do things. But <laughs> it will run out if you're not if you're not accountable. Accountability is big. But what did you mean by accountability? Because let's say that um, someone's just by themselves. They can mm -hmm. spend whatever money they have. They're on deployment. All their stuff's in storage. They cancel their car insurance, they don't have rent, they had all this extra pay, they're rolling in it, right? Um, right. So what kind of accountability are you talking about? Because they could be secretly, silently plotting the next five or ten vacations and, uh, you know, supersize their motorcycle. Right. What accountability and do you suggest each of us reach for? 
everyone is different and everybody's life is different. Um, goals, we all talk about smart goals, you know, sustainable goals. Um, and and I, I believe in goals, um, but there, I cannot make anyone accountable. If you have set a goal, if you're 35 years old and you have set a goal that you would like to get $10,000 in an emergency savings account so that if something happens, you're safe, you are the only one that knows if that money is being set aside. So I guess, Margarita, I guess accountability is a pretty personal thing. And unless someone else knows your plan, you're only accountable to yourself. You can only make what happens happen by paying attention to it. And by being well, invested. let's say I don't like dealing with money, and I'm not good at it, and I'm just going to say mañana, mañana, tomorrow, I'm not going to pay attention. What kind of professionals besides you are there that I could contact so that I can have an outside source of accountability that's, that I can count on? Besides a credit counselor, who could you work with? Well, I know... Yes, ma'am. Um, and, and, Marita, I don't know who you could work on one-on-one. -on -one. There are financial social workers out there. There are financial coaches out there that you could look for, and they are like cheerleaders, financial cheerleaders, to, to get you through your next goal. Um, and, and I have done some of that, and, and it's, it's reasonable to think, but I would also think in a, an individual might call on their mom or their dad or their brother or their sister Maybe not a really good friend because sometimes really good friends want to sabotage you. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to save this month. Um, but outside of a, of a credit counselor that would do an academic-type budget with them, I'm not sure who else besides a, a financial coach or, or someone like that that could help them. Well, one of the people that I know that has the most fun in this world and who's really learned how to handle his money is one of my dear friends, uh, Danny Oropesa with Mac uh, Planet. And he used a friend of ours, Ryan Schultz, who's a, a, a financial counselor. So I know there are lots of financial counselors out there that will help you look at your money, whether the goal is to go to Africa and study animals, save money mm -hmm. for a house, uh, some people I know, and actually at the Yellow Ribbon, I was talking to some families who, who now have um, had to let their houses go. They've been in foreclosure. Yeah. So now let's talk about accountability that way. Um, let's say that someone's in the hole. What are the first steps they need to take to get out of the hole so they can have a great life uh, with great financial fitness? They have to tighten up their budget. They have to put away the debit card. They have to stop swiping. And if anybody wants to take a look at where their money is going, pull up last month's bank statement and look to see where you're swiping your debit card. And you will find a lot of swipes that are, are pulling money out of your account unnecessarily, especially if you're trying to dig out. Okay, so put away the debit card. Look at how much money you've got coming in and exactly where it must go. Those two things, put the debit card away. Where does your money have to go? Take care of the money that has to go. If you're looking at your groceries and you say to yourself, yeah, I think I only spend about 150 a month on groceries, I'm pretty sure. Look at your bank statement. 
No, because you're swiping your debit card all over the place for bread and milk and you know potato chips and soda. Look to see exactly how much money you're really spending on groceries and see if you can tighten that down. Make everything more reasonable. Start unplugging things. Reduce your electric bill. By doing all of that, you're going to have a little bit more money to set aside. Now, look at your debt. Write all your debt down from smallest debt to largest debt, and I will tell you that Dave Ramsey had it right. Snowball it. Pay everything, minimum payments on everything except the smallest one, the smallest debt. Throw as much at that as you can and get rid of it. One down. Okay, now you've got your next debt, the next biggest one. Same thing. Pay minimum payments on everything else, but that next debt, pound it out. As much as you can throw at it, throw at it. And slowly, one by one, you can get rid of them. Now, if you have a whole bunch of credit card debt, you can certainly put your credit card debt in a debt management program where where you will um, the interest rates will be reduced and you'll make one payment to a debt management company and and by law that debt has to be taken care of. It has to be paid off within five years. Otherwise, you can't do a debt management program. That means you have too much debt. But there there are many options. You can do it yourself. You can hire someone else to do it for you. But the, the main thing is to look at your money coming in, look at your money that has to go out, stay on top of paying your bills on time to keep everything flowing, and then your extra money, rather than going out to eat, rather than going to concerts, you know, rather than buying Chrome hubcaps, pound down your debt. There is no feeling in the world, no feeling in the world like being debt-free. Incredible. I'm not there. So as they pound out their debt, does that mean they can't have any fun as they go? Absolutely not. Absolutely not because you, you budget for fun. It, when, you, when you have a budget that you're working on, you are absolutely allowed to have a category in there for for money that you want to spend. Otherwise, you are working 40 hours a week, week after week, without any kind of, of relief. That does not mean that your relief would come in the category of going to the mall and, and buying all kinds of brand-new boots and coats for the winter. That, that's not it at all. But... But that does mean that if once a week you want to go out to dinner or, or you want to go out to a club, budget for it. Just budget for it. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Don't decide after two weeks you can't take it anymore and you rip a bunch of money out and go, go spend it. Budget for it. Just plan for it. Well, that sounds reasonable. We were talking about how many of the, the young families, the military families and families anywhere, um, pay their bills online. And then we talk about my situation with identity theft. Give us, please, some quick tips on protecting our identity. Okay. First, empty your wallet. Take, take everything <laughs> out of your wallet. You, you see everybody out there with their great big wallets, with stuff in there that you don't need to carry. If you lose your wallet, all of it is gone. And, and I know for a fact there's people out there running around with their um, passwords in their wallet. So empty your wallet. Put only in your wallet what you absolutely need. Now, that may mean 
that you're not going to carry a credit card with you. That may mean you're not going to carry a debit card with you. It's individual to everyone else, but reduce the amount of stuff that's in your wallet. Um, don't give your – oh, military folks have it really bad. Military folks just lose their identities more than anybody else. Um, Why? Don't give your social – you know, I, I think part of it is the culture of military. Military folks are so um, – willing to give information. It's just part of the culture. If someone asks for their social security number, they're given their social security number. Can I just tell you, I was with my daughter um, at T-Mobile, and all she was doing was setting up a, um, not a contract with T-Mobile, but just she's just getting a phone with T-Mobile. And she went over to the counter, and the first thing they did was they asked for her social security number, and she blurted out at the counter her social security number. T-Mobile doesn't need her social security number. She's not setting up some kind of a contract. She's paying month by month, but she was so quick to give out out loud her social security number. And that's the thing that I worry about because all of the people around us are not necessarily in the same place we are, and, and people might be stealing our information. Military folks, even around military bases, your mailboxes are being emptied. People drive around. Military folks get paid, <laughs> and everybody knows they get paid. Um, it's kind of like um, senior citizen communities. Everybody knows senior citizen communities that they're getting a Social Security check. So people pay their bills. You pay your bills. You put your bills in your in your mailbox. You put the flag up. You go to bed. People drive around at night and empty the mailboxes happened to my daughter my little sweet air force daughter it happened to her in the middle of the night she was up feeding the baby and she heard what she thought was the paper guy drive through and what it they live one block off the base what it really was was somebody driving through it was payday driving through and they emptied every single mailbox up and down the street through the cul-de-sac her mailbox was left open, so she understood what had happened, and probably my voice was chirping in her head, don't put your mail in your mailbox. But but that that is the kind of thing that happens around military bases. Mailboxes are emptied. Um, dumpster diving. It, and my dad, my dad had um, his... His trash stolen. His his trash was stolen. So there's there's so many ways that people can... Passwords. Passwords. We know, uh, and I just spoke about this at a Yellow Ribbon event a couple of weeks ago, and sometimes I take my own advice, sometimes I don't. I have easy <laughs> passwords because it's easy for me to remember my passwords. Well, then those those Russian hackers stole, what, like 1.3 billion passwords and usernames. So I was talking about it at a Yellow Ribbon event, telling everybody, change your passwords, change your passwords. Um and then I went home, that, that was a Sunday night, I went home and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll change a couple of my passwords just because I talk about it all the time. Monday morning, I got an email from my bank. They had frozen my account because somebody tried to hack in. Three hacks and they froze it. If I had not changed my passwords that Sunday night before I went to bed, Monday they would have been able to get into my account and taken my money. So that that's what happens to our wonderful military. Passwords need to be changed, not easy passwords. Don't share your passwords. Um, don't put your mail in your mailboxes. 
empty your wallets, don't give out your social security number, you know, just average everyday things. Shred, shred everything, shred everything. Don't, or burn it. If someone hacks me or steals my mail, what's the first thing I need to do? You go to the Federal Trade Commission and you fill out the identity theft affidavit. It's a big, long form that needs to have a, a notary sign it. Then you take that affidavit from the Federal Trade Commission right to your police department and file a report, a police report. And then you pull your credit reports. You put a freeze on your credit reports, which is easy to do. Um, you just go to any um, Equifax, ex- Experian, TransUnion, any of them, and you can set up a, a temporary freeze on your credit reports. Um, but then I'll call How that. How do we do that? Go either to Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion online, and they will give you the number to call to put a freeze. You can also, um, you should be able to call, in fact, let me give you a number real quick, okay? Hang on. All right, great. It's on my wall. (laughs) This is the number to Equifax, and I I go to um, gethuman.com to get my phone numbers because I hate not talking to humans. This is a number that you can call and talk right to Equifax. The deal with talking to Equifax about this is they have to tell Experian and TransUnion. So if you call 800-846-5279 and say, I've been a victim of identity theft, they will do what needs to be done, and they will make sure it's done. Can you read that number again, please? Sure. 800-846-5279. And what was that get human thing? Gethuman.com. Gethuman.com is a website. Unhuman, not humans, right? Just get human? Gethuman. It's a a website that you just put in the name of the company you're trying to talk to a human, and it'll give you a number to talk to a human. All right. Um, We have about a minute left or so with Marlene Ware. And remember, her phone number is 727-239-3690. This is actually her cell phone, 727-239-3690 or 90. Marlene, you have been amazing. I could talk to you forever. Even though I hate talking about money, I could do it with you. Um, I love talking about thoughts to share with our wizened listeners about their money. Well, if anyone has questions, call me, but I will say it like Ben Franklin said it. He said something about early to bed, early to rise. I don't know so much about that, but the healthy, wealthy, wise, I'm all over that. And you had said something about that the best way to have a better life is to be balanced with a healthy, wealthy, and wise. I, I think that that is, whenever I think of Ben Franklin, I think of you. <laughs> um, so, what, okay, so the last thing now, since we know you're living financially well, what does it let you do for fun? What are you going to be doing for fun this coming season? Uh, you know, I, I do like to travel. To, to I was up in Maine kayaking. Uh, then I went over to Cedar Key in Florida to do some kayaking. I am going down at Thanksgiving. I'm going down to the Dry Tortugas to do some Ooh. kayaking, a little bit of snorkeling. I hear it's beautiful down there. So my, my time is outside time. I like to do stuff outside. 
Well, that sounds wonderful. Well, listeners, if you have any questions, please do call Marlene, and please tune in and touch base. If you have any questions, uh, you can contact me at margarita, it's spelled just like the drink, at Red Shoe Institute. And uh, thank you all for tuning in and touching base. Thank you, Marlene. You've been great, and I wish you lots of fun. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I'll look forward to the next time we meet. Thanks for being with us here on Touch Base Tuesdays with Dr. Margarita Guri. To hear more Red Shoe stories, visit redshoeinstitute.com. Remember to subscribe to Touch Base Tuesdays on iTunes. This podcast is a production of the Red Shoe Institute, powered by podcastandradio.com. <laughs>